sunset. Places, everybody. You're listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two black women discuss movies. I'm Brittany. And I'm Ashley. And on this episode, we're discussing The Harder They Fall from 2021, directed by James Samuel. So this episode is a little different than our typical episodes. This is more of a rough cut um, because The Harder They Fall just came out um, a couple of days before we record this. So this is kind of like our initial reactions to this film. Um, So we're just kind of like shooting the shit, talking about the film, what we like, what we didn't like, um, and just just giving you our thoughts on it. Yeah, it's not supposed to be comprehensive. I mean, in our regular episodes, we're not as comprehensive as I think we probably should probably be. (laughs) But this one is like straight up, like I watched this yesterday, and now I'm giving you my my thoughts and opinions. a little less annoying than like a YouTube video, but <laughs> my first reactions video kind of thing. So um, I watched this. I have no concept of time anymore. Time means nothing to me as of late. Um, but I believe I watched this Friday from the day we record this. So a couple of days ago. Um, and I also watched it the other day, like yesterday on the day we recorded. So I watched it twice, um, which is not something I typically do when watching a film for the first time. So that means I liked it. Yeah, a lot, I saw a lot of people say that they liked this enough that they were watching it again. That's good. Like you for me, like you don't get that kind of. Like, first of all, I don't have the attention span to do that. And this movie is like two hours, I think. Yeah, I was feeling it, girl. <laughs> I was starting to feel it. That's really bad. But like, that's been kind of the problem, like, of late has been me just being like, yeah, I could watch this thing. But my brain says, no, <laughs> not today. <laughs> so unfortunately, I haven't really... Um, I did not watch this twice. I meant to this morning. I ended up just watching like a TV show and just staring on space, but like, <laughs> and doing some random errands around the house, but or housework or whatever. But yeah, I saw a lot of people say they like this more, uh, like enough times that they watched it twice. And the movie just came out like on the third. We're recording this on the seventh, so that's pretty good for something that just came out, especially like Netflix and its movies. <laughs> Are usually not rewatchable. <laughs> they have things like Tall Girl as a Netflix uh, original. Yeah, I mean, and not every Netflix original is a, like something that Netflix made. A lot of times, Netflix just buys something and slaps its name on it. So it's not always Netflix is like doing. Sometimes the movies are just trash. But like Tall Girl definitely is, a, I think, a Netflix like production. And I think this one was also some sort of like Netflix thing so (laughs) um and I think it got like a limited release like on like in the on the big screen uh but yeah this is this is a Netflix production 
and distribution. So good for you this time, Netflix. You did something right. Let's keep that same energy in 2022. <laughs> Which is not too far away, but God, let's take it home to the finish line. <laughs> It's been a rough one. <laughs> it's been hard out here. Oh, uh, yeah, but okay. Do you remember when? I don't remember when they dropped the trailer for this, but I do remember watching it and being like, "Okay, this could be really fun." Westerns are not very um, common. Uh, I feel like we get like one or two like really good westerns. Every couple of years or so, usually not any with black people. <laughs> um, and that's kind of like a, I don't want to say problematic. I would just say it's very uh, detrimental to our history as a people in this country and also upholds a lot of um, non-truth, lies, <laughs> fallacies like. about who built this country and who was the American cowboy because we all know the symbol of the American cowboy is one of the most racist people I've ever <laughs> had the displeasure of reading about, which was John Wayne. And <laughs> that has continued on <laughs> like Eastwood. some 60 years later. Like he, his, his influence is very strongly. I mean, it's either him or like Clint Eastwood. Like those mm-hmm. are the two like biggest names. And I feel like there's others that are like a little like lesser known, but like somebody like my grandma would probably remember them. And my mom probably too. But, like, we don't get a lot of Westerns, and that's kind of the one thing I really love, being a girl from down south. Love me some cowboy hats. Love me some spurs. Um, So I thought this could be cool. Now, leading up to it, I was a little nervous (laughs) because, uh, one, Sean Corey Carter (laughs) is the producer, one of the producers of said film. And I just don't really get down with Jay-Z whole black, his whole view of like black liberation via capitalism. It's not, you're not liberating any, like you're not liberating who you think you're liberating. Cause no, cause you let, you let me know by that, that NFL guy, a fucking Lamborghini or some shit. Like some fancy, expensive ass car, and then he come on and talk about his deals are bad because he fucking has money. Yeah, and then he came on the internet talking about his deals are bad. Yeah, because they are. So what are you doing? So why are you spending the money? Why are you giving those people money? And so it's just very, um, it's just very sus. I don't really like the things that um, the Carters as a whole do with like black liberation. Just very, it feels very. it makes me sad, personally. It does make me sad because you see these people come up and you're like, you one of the people. <laughs> and, then, and then you, and then like later on, it's just like, oh God, just a little bit of pocket change. Here you go. So it just, it bothers me. Um, we're having a lot of issues um, with respectability pol- politics um, via some of our elders. Um, and it just really pisses me off. So like when I, when I saw this, I said, um, I don't know. Because <laughs> something about this movie is going to be corny. I just know it. It's just going to be some corny bullshit. It's going to be another Queen and Slim. We're going to have some problems. <laughs> no, I don't, oh, no. You were there? I don't put it past anybody. Okay? I don't think 
like, you know, people will talk about we need black images in film, right? But then when the black images come, it's always somebody like, I think we talked about this with like Really Love or like something else, I can't remember. But like for me personally, like, like my image of a black family is not everybody's preferred image of a black family. Like I was raised by a single mother. I'm very proud of the fact that my mom raised me. And like, you know, people are like, oh, I wouldn't send my child off to live with their grandmother. <laughs> That's not what my family is about. I'm a nuclear family person. And I was like, I definitely lived oh. with my grandmother for several years. <laughs> and she, like, basically, like, her and my grandpa and my great-grandmother raised me for a significant amount of time. So, like, uh, everybody's idea of, like, what we should see on screen is usually not what I saw when I was growing up. And so, like, I don't really jam to, like, oh, we should see the two-person black family with like a dad that's a doctor and a mother that's a lawyer. <laughs> that's representation to me. So I was worried because <laughs> that seems to be, he seems to be in that camp. I don't really, you know, and I always, I'm very suspicious of, of people like that um, more so as of late. So when I was, you know, when the premieres and stuff were happening, I was like, okay, it might be good. And also I had forgotten completely like who else was in this movie. I knew Regina King, I knew Idris Elba, I think I barely knew that Jonathan Majors was in this movie. <laughs> that was a surprise to me. And Lakeith, too. I was like, I don't, I didn't know any of these people <laughs> in this. So, um, yeah, I was, I had my hesitations, but people said it was good. So I was like, okay. And I asked Brittany, I was like, you want to watch this um, for the pod? She said yes. So that's kind of why we're doing it. <laughs> also, side note, shout out to the people um, at, uh, the British Film Institute who keeps sending us things, including an invitation to talk to Regina King. <laughs> <laughs> we would love to, but I would have loved to get on a plane and leave this country forever. <laughs> if but somebody want to take us in over there, yeah, if you want to put us up, like <laughs> just for like a little bit, I know exactly where the BFI, like whole building and facilities are. I went to London like one time and I was, you know, I was like feet away or something like that. But like, um, yeah, we couldn't go because we are poor American children. <laughs> <laughs> so that would have been cool. <laughs> to that would have been lovely. And then I would have been like, girl, let me figure out who do you, <laughs> what's going on in this movie. <laughs> I don't remember when they dropped the trailer. Do you remember when they dropped the trailer? Yes, I remember because like I was interested in it because like you were saying, we don't get a lot of Westerns. Like the one, cause I remember a couple months ago we were watching like Posse cause we yes. had talked about doing Westerns but we couldn't quite figure out which ones we wanted to do for the show. We were talking about Posse. We were also talking about Gang of Roses which features Lil' Kim and Lisa Ray. I have been trying to watch that for years and I think it's on Tubi but like I never just like sit down and watch it. Um, but yeah, Posse's great. I, I love Posse. They had a really good um, selection of black westerns on Criterion Channel a few months ago. I don't know if those movies are all still on there. Cause they had like no. Buffalo Soldiers and some other stuff. And they had one that I watched. They had um, they had Black Rodeo. I believe that's the name of it. Where they actually show it's like a documentary of like a black rodeo that comes to like New York um, and like. Uh, like Muhammad Ali is in it briefly <laughs> on a um, on a um, 
on a horse for whatever reason. <laughs> and um, yeah, that was good. And there's another one I forget what it was called. I'll have to like think of the name. But like there's a few cute movies I watched. But yeah, um, yeah, we haven't actually done a Western yet. Because also Westerns are really long. <laughs> yeah. They're all really, really long. <laughs> but Posse's like good. someone's coming into town. You got to deal with this and see what happens. And like, mm-hmm. for me, like Westerns, I grew up with them. Like my dad and my granddad watches a lot of Westerns, but I have never really sat down and watched them myself. Um, so it was always like a genre that I was more interested in, like getting to know more about. Like you mentioned like John Wayne. I know my dad has seen a lot of John Wayne movies. My dad has watched a lot of Clint Eastwood movies. And if I asked like about any of them, I'm pretty sure he could give me an entire history of both those actors and included like all the racist shit that each one of them has said. Uh, John um, Wayne should like, he's frying. <laughs> he's frying. He is he 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 is in hell. He's in hell. There are buildings near me that are named after him, and every time I see it, I said, "Wow, that's that's interesting. <laughs> that's very interesting." Considering all the things, what did he say? He said, "Like, oh, we can't hire black actors." He didn't say black, but we <laughs> he was like, "We can't hire black actors because they're not responsible enough for themselves to actually get themselves anywhere on time." Mm. And hmm. some other stuff, and so we just like we just shouldn't hire any of them because they're just pathetic little pe- little children, basically. Hmm. Uh. <laughs> and like, and that's the god like, of country, like that's the god of country westerns, not country westerns, but like western movies. Ugh. He's just a, a nasty person. person. Yeah, we have to watch the Alamo in class when I was in oh. fourth grade because we take um, in Texas we take. Uh, Texas history. <laughs> I don't know if other states do that, but you know, this state used to be a country. <laughs> so it was briefly a country for all of five years. Shout out to us. Um, but like, yeah, we had to take Texas history, and that was one of the movies that we watched. That was a, the movie that we watched. Uh, no, no, we watched two. We watched Alamo and Old Yeller, which I was like, wow, okay. But, oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, I know. That, dang. Well, I know. My teacher was good. the little dog out there. Uh, yeah, they took it. I mean, it was it was happy up until that moment. So at least it wasn't too bad. But I had already known some bad was gonna happen to the dogs. So I was like, okay. But um, but yeah, we watched the Alamo and like he's very prominent in that movie. I forget which character he plays. Um, but yeah, so that man is is everywhere, and that is not the true history of like the American cowboy. Um, I I I would like everybody to think. Um, for a country that had people forcibly brought over here to till the fields and take care of your ugly children <laughs> and manage your households and make sure you didn't die and also like came up with like most of the cooking methods that people use and all sorts like you really want me to believe that they built the rest of this stuff like they went out and just like we're gonna fend for ourselves out here. you can even fend for yourselves back east yeah like and that's something that like we're watching this film like this is a fictional a fictitious story based on real people yep um so like a lot of the characters in the film really like we're real people um but this story isn't real um yeah which could 
possibly lead to some problems later for some people because you know for some people sometimes if a movie exists they take that as for real we was kings yeah but so just you know this ain't for real y'all for some people. yeah posse was like that too i think where it's not real but like based I don't know if it's based off real people. Like, I mean, you have like stuff like the both the Buffalo Soldiers, and you have like the Spanish American War. But I don't think most of the people that were in that movie were actually real like people. Existing. Yeah, and some of the people in this movie are like based off of people, and so like they just take some of their some of their story, not all of it. So um, yeah, just take that into account too. Crack open a book. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't like, use this as like the be all end all. <laughs> like example of this, like just so y'all know, like going back to like it's it's a different version, but Disney five versions of fairy tales aren't the legit versions of fairy tales. Mm-hmm. They're just the more prominent versions of them. So when you go back to like the original versions of stories, they're much darker. They just Disney has just taken them to make them more family friendly. Yeah, so that's what a lot is. of times history has been whitewashed to be more palatable to white people to take away what they've actually done to people of color, mostly black people, mostly um, indigenous people. So, like, just take that to into consideration. Low key, though, and they were kind of spinning that reel on the sequel to Pocahontas because they took her back or she went to England to chase after that man and they treated her terribly <laughs> they treated her terribly and I was like girl that's probably the only one and only time you know they don't pay attention to nothing that happens in the sequels because ain't nobody really gonna see them <laughs> it's for a home video viewing audience only but yeah that's the only time I've ever seen one like Mulan is a lot different even the Little Mermaid mm-hmm. she had a sad ass ending <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she turns to sea foam, dog. She don't get yeah. the prints. She just yeah. get depression and die. So yeah. like, that's how life that's is. Just, that's real life. <laughs> that's what it is. So yeah, don't. I mean, don't take it all end all the end all be all. But I would say like definitely like don't pretend. Like, what am I trying to say? Um, please don't assume that only white people were out here out here doing stuff and doing the land and i think they also talked about it um what is that thing with the food the the, the uh oh, they just did it on netflix this year oh that the documentary like the documentary yeah. series that yeah is- what the hell is that called <laughs> oh, i watched it dang oh high on the hog yes it was really good um it was high on the hog and- yeah informative it was a beautiful series to watch where you learn how certain foods came to be like where you got macaroni and cheese from and why is it so important to like integral to african-american culture you learn that (sighs) it came because thomas jefferson liked french cuisine and he sent um one of sally hemming's brothers to France to be a chef and learn French cuisine. And he kind of brought that back home and exchange for his freedom. Like it, 
like he had to kind of like bargain his freedom for like his family essentially and that's kind of like you learn the history of america in terms of like the history of food and the relation to african-american people um yeah they also had a, the, it, a, a like a was it a Juneteenth slash, slash like cowboy episode i think that's yes. the last one i watched i didn't finish it um my my um appreciation for food shows has diminished quite <laughs> a lot since uh since Anthony Bourdain passed away so I'm not really into them as much yes. as I was but it was really good and they talked about like cowboy was it cowboy stew and all kinds of stuff and like just the history of like black cowboys and kind of how um they weren't called cowboys I think at first they were calling cow hands but you know racism so <laughs> so <laughs> they get renamed to cowboys and stuff but yeah I, I cowboy cowboy myths and cowboy legends and stuff are really fun um, we don't really have enough of them, I think, in the modern day, just because they're not popular like they used to be. And also, like, uh, I don't know. When when black people, like, step out and really go for, like, this kind of stuff makes me happy because that's the all, like, this, that's what I want. <laughs> I don't really want to talk about just us being, like, normal people or whatever all the time. Like, I just want to, like, I want, like, this kind of stuff where, like, you really go for it really push the boundaries of your imagination <laughs> instead of just being like let's fall in love <laughs> this movie is good like i mean that's fine too but like film you know um, I mean. it has drama it is very stylized which i enjoyed like it has a good soundtrack <laughs> yeah um yeah, some of the songs I was like, what? And then some of the songs I was like, okay. Like the one, um, the Baring Levy, Barrington Levy sample, which um, if you are familiar with the mid-90s, mid to late-90s, um, the song Bad Boys <laughs> was Shine, <laughs> a classic. Um, it was like that sample. Um, uh, but it was, yeah. it was done really well. Some of the songs I was like, what? But, you know, it didn't get too, like, you know how, like, in Lovecraft Country, yeah. they were trying, they were going a little too far. Like, like we didn't have any, like, Cardi B. <laughs> or I think it was a Kid Cudi song that opened. I think. I can't remember, because Kid Cudi has a lot of sons. Um, and some of them are not good. So, a lot of them are not good. But, like, I um, I think that was a Kid Cudi song in the beginning. So, that was kind of, like, a little bit modern. But it wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, when, you know, I was, like, y'all are doing a lot. <laughs> y'all are really trying to reach the youth. It's, like, a, you know, like, a youth pastor type of thing. Oh, where the pastor, youth pastor. Where, you know, where the pastor tries to play some rap music and <laughs> try to get to level with the kids. It wasn't like that. Like, the, it, it, most of the time it fit. Yeah, it wasn't, like. I was gonna say Kurt Franklin, but um, you know, Kurt Franklin has given us a lot. He, he has, he has given us melodies he from heaven. <laughs> He's given us a lot of a lot of hits. Uh, but yeah, I'm trying. Okay, wait, I'm looking it up. Um, okay, yeah, there is a song called "Guns Go Bang" with Kid Cudi and Jay Z. I didn't even know that was Jay Jay Z. You don't fell off. <laughs> Um, he's a he's an older um, man now. He is a man in no. his fifties or sixties. To quote somebody on Twitter, it's time for jazz. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for jazz. Hang it up. Hang it up. I think I see. I guess it's what you're doing 
fil- uh, producing films. That's your version of hanging it up, but you can hang it up a little bit faster, please. Because how old is? Oh, he is. He is like fifty nine. He is fifty. He's gonna be fifty two. Mm. He's my mother's age. Hmm. If you can believe that. So, yeah. But um, yeah. He's got a few songs on here. There's some songs by people I actually really like. Like uh, I think her name is Laura Mulva. Mulva. I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. She's I got some. Her in a while, but. She's got a new album out. Actually, it's like like 80s and 70s inspired. I haven't Ooh. listened to it all yet, but um, yes, everybody, please go back to the Coke flows. <laughs> Let's get back to our roots. <laughs> no more, no more of this uh, this codeine and lean. Let's get up to some 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 hype drugs. <laughs> Let's get the music back to where it used to be. But uh, I think James Daniel has some song, uh, some song on here, too. Because he used to be a musician. Or he is a musician. Mm-hmm. I think he, he, goes he was by, a musician. Goes by um, the Bullets. in the family. Yes, he is related. He's actually the brother of Grammy Award winning musician Seal. <laughs> he is also Kiss from the Rose. <laughs> <laughs> An iconic song you cannot i mean that's a song that you feed your your children your grandchildren on for life you just want to stand on like a mountainside (laughs) with your arms out with the breeze (laughs) with a gauzy shirt on and just feel it yeah that's when you had big budgets Mm -hmm. in um in music videos i can see that that's jazzy yeah but um yeah there's like a jay-z jadakiss song uh, Seal has a song on here. Okay. I th- I thought I heard CeeLo, and I was like, they couldn't have possibly pulled him out of the backwoods of Atlanta for this, but yeah, they, they did. did. They did. Alice Smith has a song on here um, that I actually really liked called Wednesday's Child. That was when the late when the lady was doing all those like dances Ooh, and stuff, and I was like, was damn. One of my favorite scenes when she was doing the dance, leading to um, oh Ashy Hands, and then I was like, yes. Black people really love a mime ministry. <laughs> we love some mime ministry, bruh. <laughs> she was in her Violet Beauregard, and I was like, She yes. really was. I was a little confused. She kind of looked like a gross sister, but um, <laughs> like a really done up gross sister. So I was a little, but that, you know, it was, the, it was the jazziness of the situation. You know, they were giving people an experience. But um, yeah, so there's a lot of things on here, or a lot of songs by people that are pretty recognizable um and some like skits on here too you know we love a skit but um a few skits actually (laughs) but yeah uh yeah we haven't talked about the plot yet um Um, i can tell you about the plot Brittany was a little shaky (laughs) i see i cannot really tell you about the plot because i was distracted by the beautiful black people (laughs) on horses this time yeah, I love a horse. Love a, love yeah. a, a hat and a boot moment. Mm-hmm. So that's why I can't go into detail because there's so many beautiful black people. Exactly. I, I don't blame you. Okay, so boom, right? All right, boom. I'm with you. Um, so there's basically two stories that converge into like one story. So we have one story. Um, a young child named Nat is um, with his parents. He sees them brutally murdered by an outlaw named Rufus Buck. Um, and 
Rufus leaves to like a, a carves like a cross in his forehead um, as like a remembrance and basically like so you can remember him when he actually comes to beat his ass. Um, and so Nat is consumed with revenge and he makes it his life mission to find everybody who's in his gang and um, and eventually to kill Rufus um, as like a to like avenge his parents and avenge his family and all that. Um, then we also have a, uh, a group of outlaws. I cannot remember their name. Did they have a group? Did they have a name? I thought they were just the Rufus Buck gang. I think so. And there was like another one that was like a Crimson Hood gang or something. Yes, the Crimson Hood gang with Damon Wayans Jr. was in. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so basically the Rufus Buck gang, which was like a real gang, um, back in like the 1800s, I believe. And um, so they are kind of like, it's almost like a, I don't say like a pyramid scheme, but like, yeah, they have these little gangs that pay up to the big gang, you know? And so um, they kind of have like these other like offshoots of their gang. But the big thing is, is that they are trying to break out Rufus Buck from this kind of jail. I don't know. He's like on a train in like a he was in like super vault. <laughs> super it maximum. Like he kept like Hannibal. Yeah, it did look like something you would keep, um, Anthony. <laughs> Actually, Mads, you keep Mads. In that yeah, one. that's what they kept Mads. Mads, Mads look like he eat people. Yeah, I didn't want to say it, but you know, a lot of people seem to love him. So I just, you know, I, mean, I, 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 I get it. I, I like it. If you love it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, but yeah, they keep him in this big old, like, basically like a vault because um, he's being transferred. But at the same time, he's also been pardoned for all his crimes. So I'm not really 100% on what was going on right there. But they are um, intent on rescuing him and taking him back to um, this town called Redwood, which is an all black town. Um, out west no white people there um and it's kind of like a free town i guess mm-hmm. um but there's also a problem because while they were away the sheriff in charge has like sold out the town um to presumably white people <laughs> i'm assuming um and they need fifty thousand dollars to save the town um and so that becomes an issue um because they also got, just got robbed <laughs> by one Nat Love. So, um, yeah, these stories kind of converge in an interesting way. Um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of heists, a lot of, uh, a lot of shootouts. <laughs> a lot of shootouts. A lot of shootouts. Um, I forget, what's his name from, um, he played Bobby Brown in the, in the, in the new edition story, but also the um. Bobby Brown offshoot. I just been called. I just called him Bobby Brown. Okay. <laughs> um, y'all know y'all know who we talking about. His name Bobby Brown. Um, <laughs> Let me find Bobby Brown name. from that. Mm-hmm. He was in there. He was a Crimson Hood gang member. He was. Yes, he was. I was like, oh my god, they got they got all kinds of black people in this. Yeah, and they shot. Him. Oh, his name is Woody McLean. That's his name. Yes. Um, and they shot the shot at him. <laughs> so. Unfortunately, he had a couple like uh, 
he had a couple one-liners and then <laughs> and, and like, yeah, 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 <laughs> he got her the fuck up out of there and I was I was worried I was really worried about Danny Wayne Jr. for a minute like he wouldn't pop up in another movie any other time I mean he pops up on Netflix a lot cause he is um he in like love for sale not love for sale love guarantee mm-hmm. on Netflix um but I was concerned cause I was like oh no he can't be like Bobby Brown you <laughs> can't be like Bob Brown. Don't let this happen. No, yeah, they got him out of there. So, um, do you know he's gonna host a game show based on the video game Frogger? Who? Dan Williams Jr. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> do do the people got a frog? I don't know how it works. It's to be announced, so it's probably coming. I next feel year. like it's gonna be like the people got a frog. Yeah, no, it's probably definitely gonna be because we know we love to see people get hurt in um in the acquisition of money. <laughs> but I hope it don't be like when they was playing that that slip and slide game and everybody got diarrhea. You know, it <laughs> might be. <laughs> what are they eating? Were they swallowing the water? What was I that guess about? so. Because everybody got diarrhea and they had to like shut down the whole production again. I'm, I'm sure this is probably like American Ninja Warrior. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, this is probably like like that, but like not like the hardcore shit. Like where like I was at the dentist office. I was watching like some like hardcore episode of this shit, and it was like a, like Marines and stuff, and like people. It was like international now. <laughs> it was like so, so yeah, people from like China. And they were like, yeah, I was in the military in China, and now I like would like to. I'm like running like a burger restaurant or something like that, and I need to like help feed my family. <laughs> so I want to win this ten thousand dollars, and I was like not ripping your fucking. Your fucking tendons for this. <laughs> but good Lord, we love that shit. So, um, yeah, so look out for that, I guess. <laughs> but I guess we should talk about the the rest of the cast. Um, so I think, like I mentioned before, Jonathan Majors is in this movie. He sure is. He's Nat Love. Um, now, Nat Love was a real person. Um, he was also a formerly enslaved person. Um, and I don't, so we were talking about, cause we're going to get to one person who does not look anything like her character, but I would also say like this person don't really look like um, <laughs> He also looked like the relative that everybody. Yeah. This is like, like, yeah. Okay. If you look later on though, there's a picture of him as a, as a porter and, uh, he's got a little jaunty little hat on and, um, he this looks like your this looks like your granddaddy but like mm-hmm. earlier i guess when he wasn't really doing the, the hair a lot you know he didn't have to keep up you know do the upkeep because you're out there in the middle of nowhere um <laughs> he looks definitely like somebody's uh like somebody you would say you have in your family, <laughs> that mm-hmm. you don't have in your family. so he plays nat love uh idris elba Noted rapper, DJ, and um, future, um, in, what is it, an antenna? What is it? What is that thing? Uh, what, is, what is Knuckles supposed to be? <laughs> um, I always thought Knuckles was like a hedgehog. Um, <laughs> just like Sonic, but just light-skinned Sonic. He's oh, an antenna. He's re- I think he's related to a hedgehog. 
it's native to Australia. I don't know nothing else about it, but because um, I just learned this this year. <laughs> I didn't know Knuckles was anything special, but apparently he is. But Idris Elba, um, noted Echidna, um, he plays with his book. Noted Ashy. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, before we continue, Brittany and Dablin told me one time that Idris Elba is always Ashy. So now, every time I look at him, I was like, damn, this man be doing, look a little Ashy sometimes. So um, sometimes we, <laughs> we might joke and say that he has the eczema. Um, and has two eczema havers. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think that's fair. <laughs> like, I have eczema on my hands. I and do, I just I keep too. lotion with me. I just can't be out here dry. But no, to eat his own. And sometimes you gotta get the medicated stuff. I got, I got mm. plenty. You know, kind of get the scales off your hands because <laughs> if you do be coming to that side. But yeah, you shouldn't tell me because he had like a he had what loafers on with like no socks. Mm. You know, black people love so loafer with no socks. Mm. Um. So I will save Miss Mamas for the end. Um, we have Delroy Lindo as Bass Reeves. He is the sheriff. No, he's sorry. He's a U.S. Marshal, and he was the first black U.S. Marshal. Um, sorry, Deputy U.S. Marshal west of the Mississippi. He did, in fact, have a very large beard. <laughs> I'm sorry, large mustache, <laughs> and he had a very long career. Uh, apparently, he arrested more than three thousand people, criminals, I guess, and shot and killed fourteen of them in self-defense. Oh. Um, now this is the Wild West, so that could be uh, debated. <laughs> um, you have Regina King as um, what's her name, Gertrude Smith or Trudy Smith? She was um, sometimes called Treacherous Trudy. I think is what she liked. Oh she, yeah, she didn't really. So she doesn't have like a like a page. Like there's not really like a link for her as far as who she was. I'm sure I could like look her up but she's also a bandit in the um in the rufus buck gang i actually loved her character um yes. and she's really i don't know i didn't realize that um that regina king played on the um show pony <laughs> <laughs> you know the little mini ponies when we were all calling each other stallions and mini ponies. <laughs> um, yeah, Brittany can't decide what she is, but I'm definitely a mini pony <laughs> <laughs> over here. And um, so is Regina. She's like 5'3". <laughs> I didn't realize oh. she was that short until like her and Idris were talking, and I was like, I know he's tall, but she seems exceptionally short. <laughs> Um, so apparently, uh, they used to steal. She was based off of, um, a pickpocket in real life. Um, there's not a whole lot, like, factually known about her, I believe, but she used to partner with a girl named Dolly Mickey, and they used to steal with each other. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, they was they was stealing. Okay. Yeah, and, and the story, the movie actually gives her like an actual like backstory. Um, that that I, was intense. That, that was I intense? recommend y'all watch that scene because Regina, she can act like yeah. That like we talked about her films. Like we talked about like if Bill Street can talk, we talked about her a little bit in Hostella Got Her Grief Back. So mm-hmm. we've shown her range as like a comedic actor and as a dramatic actor. She was in Friday and, too. 
Oh yeah, she was in Friday. Oh shit, yeah, we, we talked about her like three a times. lot of episodes. Yeah. Um, but like this, this one was a little different because this was Can we tell an it? intense role. Can we tell it? Um, no, I don't want to tell it because it was scary. Like, no, I want to tell it. <laughs> no, don't tell it because I want everybody to watch it because it was fucking scary. I mean, she, she peels an apple scared. and she talked about peeling my wig back. So <laughs> it was scary. So if you see her like eating apples, just watch that part. Yeah, I'm being threatening. Um, Brittany won't let me tell you guys. So okay, fine. Okay, uh, we have a <laughs> we have a Keith Stanfield. <laughs> Noted oh, nasty, uh, <laughs> who plays a character named Cherokee Bill. Um, if you look at the picture of Cherokee Bill, I can't say that they look quite alike. <laughs> and we know this is acting. But I'm know. saying this for a reason. But <laughs> um, Cherokee Bill was a an outlaw, and apparently he murdered eight men, including his brother-in-law. And says he and his gang characterized the Indian Territory, which would have been like basically, I guess, the Southwest or like maybe Oklahoma area. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oklahoma area. My bad. Um, for like two years straight. So he was out here um, saying what to do, <laughs> basically. Um, in this one, he in like in this movie, he's in the gang. He's kind of like the like, I don't know like the main enforcer. I mean, they're all enforcers, but he seems like he's, he's more of like a, I guess he has a reputation of being a quick draw. Yeah. Um, which comes up later because really his MO is really just shooting people in the back. Yeah. Which, which is not, not legal in the, the rules of war. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I would me, say. I feel like there is a code. Yeah. If you're going to shoot somebody, shoot me in the, like in the front, like, yeah. Don't come up here and talk about you have this big old reputation and here you go shooting people in the back. Multiple people in the back. Not, not just everybody. one. Yeah, pretty much almost everybody. Um, so then, you know, Lakeith Lakeith is a creep. <sighs> I'll say that pretty freely. Um, everything I know about him is awful, but he's a good actor. Like I can't deny this. Like it makes me upset because he's such a creep. <laughs> but, like, I think he was probably one of my favorite parts about this movie, honestly. Because he just, did, like, the way he would talk and, like, the way he would talk to um, to Trudy and how they would interact with each other. Like, a lot of the characters have, like, natural chemistry here. Um, and... I just thought he was really good the way he was talking to like the so when they go and like bust up the train or whatever and he's like oh, don't play with me or I will I will shoot you <laughs> and the way he's talking to this Union soldiers and like negotiating because they got their girl one of the soldiers sons was like a soldier <laughs> he's like well we'll shoot him oh but <laughs> oh. with that one scene where he had them little knives and was like yeah he cut up somebody's like tendons and and um and little leg meats yeah he was fucking people up yeah um so he's he's like one of the generally scary people in the show or sorry in this movie um and then you have rj siler as jim beckworth um he's one he's of a the, power ranger y'all like, he's one of the power rangers he's like the comic relief in the movie 
but I think I thought he's adorable. Um, and then you also have so he's one of the Nat Love gang. There's like really like three of them. <laughs> um, and then there is Edie. Uh, is it Eddie? Gethegi? Gethegi? I've never you remember s- who you ask. <laughs> no, I'm trying to remember because I'm looking at. He's been in stuff that I have seen. But he was I in um, X Men First Class. He was oh. also in Twilight. He oh, we wrong. speak your name, Darwin. <laughs> he was in Twilight. He was the the only black vampire. Yeah, they had him <laughs> ashy as hell. Yo, they didn't Steph, do him right. Hell for that one. <laughs> <laughs> they did not do him right. And with the with the dreads, mm-hmm. that dread wig. He was in Into the Badlands, and I don't remember him being in that. That was a fun show. Um, but yeah, R.I.P. Darwin. That's the last X-Men movie I watched. Because uh, after that, I was like, oh, this is some bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have time for any of this. Um, yeah, he's been a few. He plays Bill Pickett, who's another member of the gang, who is actually a rodeo performer um and he is in the pro rodeo hall of fame he was inducted in 1989 um and he has had nine children <laughs> he, yeah he was married he had nine children okay why see racism why would you call somebody the dusky demon oh oh hey y'all i know like maybe potential right writers who listen don't be describing nobody as dusky <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm watching racist. the Borgias right now, and there was a like a plot point where this, um, I don't know what like what you would say like nationality <laughs> this person would be in 1492, but he came from Constantinople, um, and he was brown, <laughs> and this he was supposed to be betrothed to one of the Borgias, and then they murdered him because that's what they do, and. Um, she kept saying, oh, I keep seeing my dusky lover <laughs> in my dreams. And I was like, listen, I know you 12 years old or whatever, but like, listen, little girl. <laughs> Can somebody rewrite this? <laughs> I'm not with this shit at all. Um, and then for the, I think, okay, next main character is Cuffy, played by Danielle Deadweiler, who is modeled after Kathy Williams, who was, um, she kind of did a, I don't know if it's appropriate to say that she did a Mulan, but she um, posed as a uh, Union soldier um, under the name William Cathay. And um, she fought, I guess, during the American Indian Wars. Um, I don't really know how she did it and did not get outed. (laughs) But, um, yeah, very, very wild to read her story, actually. Um, she kind of plays like a bouncer. <laughs> Stagecoach, Mary's Club. Like, yeah. She's like, you cannot bring your guns in here. Yeah. If you bring your guns in here, you will get shot. Yeah. And then there's also Dion Cole, who plays Wiley Esco, who is the sheriff. I didn't know he was like a, a, like a comedian. Who Dionco? Yeah, I've never seen this person before. Bro, like his his stand up act is basically him standing on a mic telling jokes. Like he'll tell a joke for like wait for it to land, and then he would like make notes about whether or not it lands, and then he like ah oh, okay, and then he put it back, and then he tells his next joke, and he 
he's a writer as well and he is also on Grownish and the other one that's the, the blackish blackish and grownish yeah um he was also in barbershop but i was confessed right now i've never seen barbershop so um He's in a few things, but I've never seen most of these things, so I do not know. But apparently, he is a comedian. But I feel like comedians are really good at dramatic roles, more than people will give them credit for. Yeah, this was like that surprise, like him in this role, like surprised me because I've seen a lot of his acts. Like I've watched his stand up for years. Um, I've also watched like him and other stuff and he is silly like mm. silly serious like his his comedy is like silly dry I can't quite describe it but he's silly um, and this is very very different from his stand up and he did a really good job in this role because it's so so different and he got his ass whooped. <laughs> Yeah, he got the the gold teeth knocked out of his mouth. Like, knocked out. Like, here, go melt these down for <laughs> for, for cash. <laughs> um, and he also sold out the town. But I don't know. We're not supposed to think of him as, like, a bad guy, really? I don't know. I was trying to – we'll come back to that. So the last person we'll talk about, and I left it for last because there was a lot of controversy – um, regarding this casting with Zazie Beats as Stagecoach Mary. Now, I will tell you about Stagecoach Mary. Um, she was a, a mail carrier. She was the first black female star root mail carrier. Um, do not know what a star root is. I don't understand what's going on with the mail most days. <laughs> if you live in the U.S., you know what's going on down here. Um, it's a hot ass mess. But she um, was, I guess she's pretty well known. I mean, this is like, like you, I mean, white people don't trust us with a lot of things, but I'm sure they wouldn't trust us with our mail <laughs> either. And so, like, it's very interesting to see. I didn't know that was like her job because everybody made her kind of, because she's holding a gun in this picture of her um, which is the gun she has she has like a shotgun so she means business she's not you know we're not playing no games around here um so um the thing about um miss mary is that she is i don't know if you call her heavy set but she's definitely a dark-skinned black woman <laughs> I, I called her sturdy and i don't mean that's no a sturdy woman no she yeah she's sturdy like that's, she She's you, sturdy. You're not knocking her over. Mm-mm. Like, I, I, I'm sturdy. Yeah. And she was also born um, into slavery in Tennessee. I didn't realize that. So, um, yeah, she had a pretty, pretty eventful. I mean, there's a lot going on. But, like, we, we often give white people a lot of grief for casting light-skinned people instead of, like, anybody below, like, I don't know, like a debarge. <laughs> Like, we never really get, we don't see, like, they don't like casting them. I don't know why. I mean, I do know why, but, like, I don't. Why would you do the same thing? 
is my question. Why would you do this to stage? Like, this is a real person. Like, I mean, like, if, I mean, everybody else got liberties taken, but this seems like the most liberty got taken. Because <laughs> this is like a definitive history on her, you know? Like, yeah, it's. It's a glaring difference between like the actual historical figure and the fictional representation of this historical figure. And like yeah. we're used to this happening. Like I'm used to it happening happens from white people. Time, but like now we are aware of it. Cause like an example of this in okay. I think of like films like To Die For, where Nicole Kidman, um, you think about Nicole Kidman, then you look at the person that she's supposed to portray. So I'm like, okay. But like, let me look at this because I'm worried. This is very different. Like, you have actresses that are better fit for this role. Like, there are several actresses that could play stagecoach Mary that is that are more similar in appearance to stagecoach Mary, who could carry a scene just as well as Zazie Beats, probably better. But yeah, I don't really know. That was my other thing. Do it. It's kind of like, where are we? What? <laughs> what are we seeing that I'm not seeing? <laughs> I mean, she's been in a lot of things. I didn't think I realized she had been in so many things because I literally remember her from Atlanta and from um, Joker that I unfortunately watched. Um but I, she's been a lot of stuff. I did not realize, or I guess I forgot that she was also she played a voice in Invincible. Um, oh yeah, that shit was that shit was nuts. Oh yeah, cool <laughs> <Ooh>, child. <laughs> a lot was going on in that shit. Um, yeah, I forgot she was also in like Deadpool too, and and she was in Slice, oh, yeah. which is a movie I didn't watch, but you watched and. Um, High Flying Bird, which I heard was good, but I still have not seen because I'm lazy. But uh, I am confused exactly like why. Why would why was the decision made? And not even like like I guess if I, you're going to talk about like historical accuracy, depending on the point of the movie. If it's not, like, the point of the movie to be historically accurate, then, like, it's, like, whatever to me. Because, like, I just watched rewatched The Favorite, and the, that movie takes a lot of liberties with a lot of things. But the whole point of the movie is not, it's not a history lesson. <laughs> so, like, they take a lot of liberties and stuff. But, like, I feel like if you're going to talk about how these people existed, you would. Like, the opening thing is, like, this is fictional story, but these people existed. And you put a little punctuation <laughs> in between each word. Sort of like the black hand, like clapping emoji, but like you put her as stage could fairy. <laughs> yeah. And the same with Lakeith. I mean, Lakeith could have been somebody else. You're going to be Cherokee Bill. You didn't have to be Cherokee Bill. could have been maybe somebody else. Like, you could have made her character up if you really want to get down to it. Yeah. She didn't need to be the portrayal, but also, like, I mean, we could have had Dominique Fishback. Dominique Fishback was just in. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, you could have had. I guess a lot of people have been saying like Danielle Brooks. I don't know what she's been doing lately. Last I heard, she was pregnant, so I don't know if she was available when they were filming this or whatever. Um, I mean, shit. You could have had <laughs> Nicole Bahari. Like you could have somebody else if you didn't want to be exact, but you wanted to be like semi-exact. But I don't know. Like, 
I don't know. Even yeah. if she, like, if you, I don't know. Because, like, you know, some people are like, well, these actresses should, like, give up the roles um, but for, like, other people. Not. But, like, like, I don't see that <laughs> happening because not. That's, that, that's not what you would do either. <laughs> like, I want people to be honest with themselves. If you won this award, like, if you won this role and you got to play with all these big heavy hitters, um, people who have like Oscar nominations and people who direct and they write and stuff like you're not going to turn that down. No, like, would you give up the opportunity to work with Regina King? No, you're not going to. Director of like a a Oscar award winner. Yeah. A director of One Night in Miami. Like, you're not yeah i don't know why people are like people must give up these like y'all are not gonna do that i'm sorry i don't know why you expect these people to do that like it's not gonna what happen. happens if like what if i meet my future bae jonathan majors on the set of this film like what Brittany said i'm not giving because that can happen sometimes <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, acting got too real like you don't know yeah <laughs> That's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> exactly. So we kind of missed this in our discussion. I really don't know how. But it's also worth noting that since Jonathan Majors is like the main character of the, or like the protagonist of this whole situation, Stagecoach Mary is his love interest, um, which makes her like kind of like the light skin love interest. <laughs> and um, I don't really know how he's like skipped over that. That kind of also is kind of like a big red flag, um, especially for a movie like this when everybody else is like literally um, like mid-tone or like darker. So like it's kind of sus. Um, I don't really have a lot to expound upon it. Uh, I also missed the Twitter spaces with like the director and like Jay-Z and Regina King and I believe somebody asked them about the casting and they were kind of like well if you know anybody who would have been good for this casting like let us know kind of like brushing it off Um, so yeah that doesn't really bode well like you you would hope you know people in charge of this kind of thing after seeing how other actors are treated on other films and on other sets would kind of be more cognizant of this kind of dynamic, but it seems like they didn't really care. <laughs> and it's not, um, I don't really feel like it's too much on Zazie because, I mean, this is like a huge opportunity for her and, you know, that this, that, and the other. But like, I just feel like everybody who was like involved in the making of this should have been like a little bit more like sensitive to that whole whole thing and how this would come across but the movie is made now um so yeah let's keep going so uh yeah i mean not to draw out the casting i drew out the casting but like um yeah that was the big controversy and everybody's like yeah i didn't even try which i don't think they tried because come on now shit regina king can be a stagecoach mary <laughs> if you want to be real honest with me like why are y'all playing a game and I guess maybe it's just time to open up the pool of actresses. Like, let's get some people in. Let's get, let's open that pool up. I just hate that, like, everybody made such a big deal about Deuce and the Black Messiah. And then, like, Dominique Fishback is not on anybody's, like, radar. Like, she's filming stuff, so that's good. Like, it's not like her, she did this, like, great role and then, like, her career died. Uh, but, like, damn, nigga, like, <laughs> 
let's get her in front of the camera. Like, why do I have to? I gotta be like the one woman PR. Yeah, I mean, this was pre that. What this movie? Right? Yeah. Uh, no. This movie was shot last year. Um, it was supposed to start in March last year, but we all know what happened in March of last year. Um, <laughs> so this is also funny. Cynthia Revo, Wesley Snipes, and Sterling K. Brown were all supposed to be in this movie, and they all had to leave because of the delays. So they didn't oh, start filming Sterling again. K. Brown was supposed to be in it. Yeah, he could have been a good Rufus Buck, I think. I want to see him mean. I'm tired of him crying. <laughs> Stop crying. Go shoot somebody. <laughs> he should be a villain in something. Like, Please. He should be a villain in like a he live action great mouse detective. I knew you were going to say you like, because you know what? Rufus Buck did look like Radigan. <laughs> 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 and I was like, why does this nigga look like Radigan? <laughs> With this velvet coat. Uh, so, okay. They paused filming. They recommenced. Okay. They recommenced it in September of last year. Ooh. And then they had to pause it because a background actor tested positive. So I don't know when they actually like finished this movie. Um, if you attempted any sort of shooting schedule last year, God bless you because you were doing some hard work. But um, yeah, so I don't know. Like, I feel like some people could have stepped in. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. I mean. I just want y'all to do better. Don't do us like white people do us. Um. But yeah, to answer your question, like this is well after Judas and the Black Messiah was over. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying like, not after it was over, but like after she received acclaim for her role in the film. Um. So this would be after, like, this would be during, like, it would be during the time that it was receiving acclaim because it didn't receive acclaim until this year but you niggas gotta put your you supposed to have your eye out why i got my eye out before you got your eye out i mean because they when were they shooting that film when were they shooting yeah because wait because i was not able to go home (laughs) oh uh okay in 2019 and they finished it in 2000 they finished they started in October 2019 and finished in December 2019 kiss my ass man (laughs) I was like I was not able to go home yeah (laughs) I forgot (laughs) did they film this in Cleveland (laughs) so yeah did they um yeah they Cleveland like the new Chicago at the house (laughs) Did they film this? Is, is Cleveland the new Chicago? Cleveland is the new Chicago. <laughs> I don't even tax credits must be good. Shit. Everybody loves a good aerial shot of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like somebody should have had the feelers out. So, very stank. But, you know, I'll, be, I'll, I'll have my attitude over here. But anyway, um, I guess we should talk about what we like and what we didn't like. All right. So no spoilers I'll, and heavy spoilers, I guess. I don't know. Okay, I'm I'll not spoil gonna spoil this. too much. <laughs> I'll start with what I liked. Okay. Okay, what I liked 
first of all, I was surprised to see Michael Beach in a film. Oh, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I like that ruining, um, ruining I don't want to give a spoiler away, but can I just bruh, can a family just be a family? But <laughs> we, I, can you like stop ruining lives across generations and centuries now? Like. <laughs> Miles, can you just stop? Stop this. We've okay, so he's been in we we've talked about him as soul food. He was Miles, the mm-hmm. one who quit his job so he can be in music and Vanessa Williams is like, what the fuck is going on? And then he also cheated on Angela Bassett in waiting to exhale and left her for a white woman. So like mm-hmm. of all the egregious She was things, his lover like, and his secretary. Working every day of the fucking week. What is his problem? What is his, problem? What is his <laughs> profile picture? Have you seen his profile picture? Uh, Wikipedia. No, sorry, it's not his profile picture. I will send this to you. This is from three years ago. <laughs> You've been hitting that iron. Oh, he's strong. <laughs> yeah, it's very aggressive. It's very aggressive. Um, very, <laughs> very wide belly button. <laughs> Oh, what? <laughs> Please look at this picture. Oh, he, okay, Mr. Beach. Yeah. What's going on? Um, oh, oh, all right. <laughs> very intense. Was, happy 55th birthday. Yeah, very, very intense. Um, I forgot he was in Beale Street Guitar. He was. He was the dad. We did God damn! I think we said that when we watched it. <laughs> Ooh, child. I be forgetting. I'm sorry. He's just like one of those guys that you just like. I don't need to like call you out by name. I just know, like Delroy Lindo. Like we all know Delroy Lindo, but I guess like you know, it's kind of hard because I don't know. Like you just have one of those faces. I'm just like, yeah, you. You win. <laughs> you win all the movies. Michael Beach. Um, I was, I was also, um, excited to see, uh, um, what's her name? Um, Dewanda. Yeah. Dewanda. Um, Dewanda Wise. Um, but mostly, um, I was really excited about Jonathan Majors. I thought he did an excellent job as Matt Love. Um, his performance was really great. I feel like he is a great actor. Like, he has like this seasoned presence that he brings to a role that is just like he's been there before that he just he embodies a role <laughs> not that he's been here before <laughs> please <laughs> he just he just brings that to the roles that he plays even though we we have well we haven't really talked about him um, the only like modern-ish role that I've seen him in would be um, Last Black Man in San Francisco. Outside of watching, wasting my time watching Loki. Um, uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. I thought you were gonna um, say Low Crowd Country again. Oh yeah, I rewatched that. Waste my time. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I haven't watched. Um, I haven't watched Loki. I got off that wagon a long time ago, and. Um, I have not watched the Five Bloods, unfortunately. Oh yeah, 
he's good in that as well. Yeah, I he's in that. Um, I gotta be in the right mood, and I'm not in the right mood. <laughs> so, and it's been like a year, and I'm still not in the right mood. Um, yeah, because a lot of people are like, oh, he's never in anything that's like contemporary, but he's been in stuff that's in. Con- that's contemporary. It just he seems like he's not a very contemporary he person. He just seems like a season. He just seems seasoned. He's been here and before, is what the elders would say. Yes, he just been. I just like that. <laughs> Somebody said he was civil rights fine or something. <laughs> I want y'all to go to hell. <laughs> go to it hell. Is, and I like it. I like it. You got that vibe. I like. Anyway. Uh, he was in White Boy really Rick. White Boy, I'm not about to watch White Boy Rick with Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, I did not know this is what the movie was about. It was about a, a FBI informant. Yeah, White Boy Rick. I did not know about that. I thought this was about to be some like Harmony Corinne type <laughs> shit. <laughs> with a title like that, I thought we were gonna get some mildewy. <laughs> <laughs> Spring Breaker. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be damp. I thought it was gonna. What's that movie he was in though with Harmony Crin? Not Jonathan Majors, but Matthew McConaughey. Um. Oh. Um. You what? recommended I like it that a while movie. Ago. Yeah, you recommended it a while ago. I love it. It was. It's nice. Um, um. God damn it! Hold on. Let me figure it out. My, oh, the beach my bum. My brain bad, y'all. The beach bum. Yeah, beach bum. Yeah. Um, he has a movie called Trash Humpers. Okay. Oh yeah, Trash Humpers. Well, you would have clicked on it, haven't you? <laughs> it, 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 yeah, I haven't watched it, but mm. yeah, it exists. Yeah, and I also love the fact that Jonathan Majors is. Um, well, he wasn't born in Dallas, but he's from Dallas. Hmm. Um, so that's always funny because I think I've told the story before. He's like the born the the day before I was, or <laughs> the same <laughs> age, and he uh lived in Dallas, but he lived on the south side of town because uh, he went to Duncanville High School, apparently. And that is nowhere near where I grew, where I live. That's on the other side of town. So, um, yeah. that That's why when people talk about him, I'm like, no, I, I can see it. <laughs> I can see. I can see. It's just something about people in Texas. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like the I like the energy. He seems um, very like a lot more restrained in this movie, though. He seems like he's getting his groove together because sometimes he'd be overacting, like in my personal. Yeah, opinion. his lip be quivering. Yeah, he'd be, like, he be little, doing. He'd be like pre snotty, like yeah, he's not, like no Viola snotty more, yet. It's like pre that. No more um, mucus acting. No more teeth acting. No more lip acting, please. Because I just rewatched you and the teeth acting in that show. Mm-hmm. God bless. Um, she, she wild. She, uh-huh. Everything is always just like in her, like in her lower jaw. And I'm just like, put up the, put, 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 put that up, up, put that up higher. <laughs> and you know, I, you know, Viola Davis is the mucus actress of ever. But that, that is talent. It is like, talent. Who can pull off? Why Who can turn that faucet on and off? Like, nobody. Who can turn that faucet on and off? Mm. Just letting the snot flow. Like, <laughs> it doesn't have to be that way. <laughs> nobody nobody can do it like that, Hilda Duff. No, but maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> Possibly we should <sighs> not. 
so yeah, he I think he did really well. Um, and then Idris Elba. And he, just, did you like him in this? Not really. Like he was okay, but he wasn't my favorite part of the film because he was just kind of like. Yeah, niggas, I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he didn't, like, his, like, everybody else is, like, in the role. Like, everybody else kind of felt like they were, like, more menacing. And he didn't feel scary enough to me. Like, I didn't feel scared of Rufus Buck, and he's supposed to be the scariest motherfucker in the Wild Wild West. Yeah, they kept calling him the devil. I just didn't feel that. Like, I was more afraid of Cherokee Bill than I was of Rufus Buck, and it shouldn't have been like that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so, it was, like, part of his character, because, you know, at the, at the end, I was like, maybe this man is just tired. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of over it. <laughs> Although, when he was beating that man down for his teeth. I mean, that was intense, but it wasn't scary. No. Like everybody, like literally all the members of the gang were scarier than him. Yeah, yeah. Even the big dude, but I don't remember his name. But um, he was like another, like lower tier gang member, I guess. And he was a little scarier than them. Although I didn't really understand the whole Redwood situation, but we can get to that. Um, so what else did you like? I I like, like I mentioned earlier, like how stylized it was. I liked like the different cuts of the film. I liked the editing and I liked um, the music. Um, and I also liked a lot of the fight sequences. Um, they were very well choreographed um, and very dynamic. And they were interesting to watch and they were easy to follow. Um, I know that's like something that you don't really pay attention to sometimes like how fight sequences move. Um, but like when you were watching these kind of films, like fight choreography is important because sometimes it's e- easy to get lost in those scenes and how they move. Um, and it can be kind of like difficult to follow, but I felt like these were well choreographed and they just looked really intense, especially like toward the end of the film, there's a fight between um, Stagecoach Mary and Trudy that mm-hmm. I absolutely loved. Like, it was like their final showdown when everything was just going down in the film. Um, they had already had like a previous confrontation during the scene that I I want everybody to watch with the apple. Um, and it was just like a really intense fight that I loved. I think it took place in like a fabric room or something where they yeah. were like making things and I just thought that was like a really nice fight and that was one of my favorite um, moments of the scene um, scenes of the movie and I also liked this other scene that we kind of mentioned earlier um, that like kind of paired the way the camera moved um, with choreography with the lady dancing to a song that Ashley mentioned earlier that I just liked it was like the introduction of um, Rufus Buck to Stagecoach Mary. So the camera followed the dancer through the bar. And that's her introduction and kind of like our introduction to Rufus, like him sitting finally at a table. 
that was like one of my favorite scenes of the movie. I just like the way it flowed and I like the way it looked. Um, and that was like one of my like favorite parts of the movie. So those two scenes for me were just like aesthetically like what stood out to me. And I like Jonathan Major's performance a lot. And I also liked, um, um, what's his name, RJ? Siler. Uh the, the Power Ranger? Yeah, the little 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 Power Ranger. Yeah, RJ Siler. Um, he was really cute and really funny. Like he was a comic relief. Um he was kind of like a quick draw and he kind of prided himself on being like fast gun in the game. Um and he always talked a lot of shit about that. And yeah. he did really well in that role. He uh he had what like he had prepared some sort of intro <laughs> to talk some shit to Cherokee Bill because he heard he was a also a quick draw type of dude, and so he went to talk some shit. And they were like, "Not now! <laughs> Can you wait?" <laughs> and he was like so disappointed that he didn't get to follow through on like this challenge to like shoot at a fellow like quick draw. Yeah, I was sitting there, I was like, damn, you don't want to, like, live a little? <laughs> He's like, bro, that's, like, scary. Like, don't I know. do that. Don't do that. It's too soon. Yeah. I um, I like the fight scenes as well. I did like the one between um, Mary and, uh, and Trudy, only because they, like, put the guns around down and was really just beating each other's asses. Love that. Way more than um, a gunfight ever. Because um, it's just really, like, you get in there, you know? Um, especially since <laughs> Trudy threatened the shit out of her. <laughs> mm-hmm. She threatened the shit out of her. Um, but yeah, I think like RJ was my favorite along with Cherokee Bill. Um, I did like the scene where they hijacked the train and they shot the shit out of that man because they didn't know if she was about to call her the n-word or as Cherokee Bill suggested it might be nincompoop and she was like well I don't care because you know sometimes you know when you hear the n start to come off you're just like what are you about to say what was that mm-hmm. what's going on what, 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 what? <laughs> so she this is you know back then you could just shoot somebody <laughs> can I tell you what to do um so I love that whole scene of them breaking that down I guess like I'm pretty sure most people know this by now, but I guess we could mention it too that they named the train after Chadwick Boseman, um, mm-hmm. which I would not have noticed had nobody put it out because <laughs> I'm not that good at, uh, at details like that. Um, but yeah, it's named the C.A. Boseman. Um, so they did that for Chadwick. And uh, I just like, I really liked, I think between Regina and Lakeith. I think they played off each other really well. I would agree about Idris. I don't really know where he was. <laughs> I also kept thinking about his rap career while I was watching this. Oh, no. Yeah, whatever that song is he released last year. Yeah, uh, no. I was not mm-hmm. into it. Not to make fun of him, because he is a good actor, and he has his moments where he is scary or at least like intimidating but i don't know what he was i don't know it wasn't he was more intimidating when you couldn't see him yeah like, a, like in the beginning i was like all right this nigga's scary yeah. 
Like, and you at the baby, you hold, you hold down the baby? <laughs> like, you shoot his parents? How dare you? Um, Cause I texted, remember I texted you and I was like, who's holding down the baby? <laughs> Is this a white person holding down the baby? <laughs> it was not a white person holding down the baby. But, um, cause I think the Rufus Buck gang was like mixed between African American and Creek in, well, I don't know if Creek Indian is appropriate. Muskogee. Um, so, uh, like, if you look at the picture on, like, Wikipedia, like, you can kind of see the... I don't know. I'm trying to figure out which one of these is supposed to be Rufus Buck. Because <laughs> if this is him, I'm. this is a... He looks almost like Jonathan Majors. <laughs> it's very interesting. But, um, yeah, so I was kind of like, oh, why are we putting hands on the child? Um, and you can't see him like that's not that's not right like what are you doing but um, I would say my scene my favorite parts were basically like a lot of the dialogue was pretty good um, between the characters um, it just had like a natural riff I think some probably because some of these are like comedic actors um, and so they just have like a natural like you under, kind of understand the the rhythm of a scene better I think when you have to like do stand up comedy and stuff like that I did love that part where they were talking about <laughs> how Rufus Buck wasn't the devil, like white people were the devil. <laughs> and RJ Siler's laugh was ha! <laughs> <laughs> Which is some shit I would have done. So I love that. We haven't really talked about Cuffy that much. Um, I love her character because she's small. Um, but she's probably one of the more intimidating characters because she has like, just crazy eyes. <laughs> yeah. She looks like I mean, she'll she cut you. you she looks like she'll cut you. Um, especially I love to see where they go to the, they do the bank heist because the Nat Love gang does not do bank heist. They rob the people who rob the banks. Um, and he has to take coffee with him. Um, and that white lady was laughing her face like, why don't you just go to Redwood or Jericho? <laughs> and she was like, all right, <laughs> it's a stick up. Like, shit ain't so funny now, is it? <laughs> she was like, ready to shoot this lady. So I did love those parts. Um, and just the stylistic part of it, too. It's shot really well. I think some of the like darker scenes they could have done a little better, like get together um cinematographer but um yeah it was done really nice i love southwest scenes i don't like actually being out there being hot and shit in the middle of nowhere freaks me out but i love singing in a movie <laughs> it's very pretty um because i think they shot this in new mexico which is like pretty well known for its like views um if you ever watch like breaking bad there's some pretty like nice like shots of just the area because you know it's mostly flat um with really really blue skies um so it's very pretty but yeah those are my kind of my favorites um i guess we can get into the things that we did not like maybe um if you have i don't really have much that surprisingly don't have much that i didn't like about the film yeah um the only thing that i didn't like it's not like i didn't like 
um, about it. But like, I just felt like he just could have brought a little something, a little more to his role to make himself a little bit more scary, especially with all the mythos, like all of like the 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 mythos around like Rufus Buck, like the way that everybody was whispering around him before like we were actually introduced to him and like the history of like the history of the character especially the like Nat's drive to meet this particular character like all the build up to Mm -hmm. it and then we see him in action it's not necessarily intimidating like it's intimidating but not intimidating in a way that you think it is and everybody else around him is a little bit more intimidating like yes these are kind of like your henchmen but you should have a little bit more presence I would say um yeah that's like the only thing but I it's still not a bad performance but it's it just needs a little extra um that's all that's like basically the only thing that I didn't like about it and then the only other thing that I didn't like about it would be like you can again cast someone a little bit more uh, you could have cast a, a actress more in line with what stagecoach Barry looked like um to be more representative of her um like you didn't have to but you could have um if that's what you chose like if that's if that's what we're doing now moving forward and making these kind of movies like you could have done it like everybody knows that that's what we should do now so you could have done it yeah i was gonna say um because there was that one line that stage coach mary says to trudy where she says i don't do business with the help and i was like uh 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 Maybe out of someone else's mouth, I would be a little less like what? (laughs) And it's like you okay? They know each other, kind of like they know of each other. So there's like kind of a easiness to them. But I was like, that seems a little pointed, lady. (laughs) I don't like how that came out of your mouth so easily. And it's it and it's that kind of line is different because of colorism, like. Yeah, it's, it's like a, different. I, it has a different connotation. It was giving Ivy in the house. Yeah, <laughs> given what what like the 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 time that the story takes place and all those things. So like it's just it's a different kind of line. Yeah, so I didn't really like that line that much. I also really didn't like how they were doing Cuffy when they had to take her to the the bank yeah because they made her put on a dress because she was gonna be you know at this point like no spoilers whatever but stagecoach mary has been well i guess it's a spoiler but whatever stagecoach mary has been captured and so they're trying to figure out a way to get her out so they go rob this bank for some monies and they have to take cuffy because she's the only like woman um in their gang um and uh She's like, please don't make me put that on. <laughs> like, please. And so she has to take off her, like, clothes and then, like, uh, not all her clothes, but, like, take off her pants at least. And and then um, RJ's character, which is Jim. We keep calling him, like, RJ. <laughs> he, 
He's like, oh, I thought I was falling for a fella or something, or I'm glad I'm not falling for a fella. And I was like, that's not cool. I don't like that. And everybody was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but like, <laughs> so that was like at least the one good part because everybody was like, like you're dumbass. Like everybody knew she was a girl, but like, <laughs> like I just felt bad for her character because she didn't want to do that. So, but the thing about that particular line, like you had a lot, like that particular scene is played for laughs, because um, she's like she is uncomfortable. Like she lets them know that her name is Cuffy. That is her name. Yeah, that's her name. Um, and then she says her given the name she was born with is Kathy. Is it Kathy Williams? I don't forget what they mm-hmm. actually say in the movie, but yeah, it's Kathy. Um, and she's like, um, he, um, Nat is like, I'm, I'm sorry that you have to do this. So they apologize for making her wear a dress. Yeah, because they put her in the he bonnet. Knows she's uncomfortable. And she's like, okay, I'm glad. Whatever, like, is an exchange between them, and it's like, um, I can kind. Of, he's like, I can kind of hear what you're saying. I basically, I can tell you cussing me out. Yeah, he's like, I can read your mind. Chance. And she's like, I'm sorry you had to hear that then. <laughs> I know she was calling all kind of bitches and hoes. Mm, all kinds of motherfuckers. <laughs> or what time? Old timey motherfuckers. I don't know. There's a lot of motherfuckers in this movie. I should say that. A lot of cussing. Good job. Tell it like it is. <laughs> These are outlaws. These are not saints. So I'm glad they did that. Um, she also couldn't get the, the damn gun out of her dress. I was like, this ain't working. <laughs> I mean, all those, like, all those. All them ruffles. Yeah. It's not working. I'm trying to figure out why they made Stagecoach marrying, like, a saloon owner <laughs> yeah that yeah she was like a franchise owner of several saloons and hotels or something <laughs> in various cities it was uh, like a TGI Fridays yeah she was like the like a what was it like a what was that place we used to go to Planet Hollywood that nasty food it was like that <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i don't really i mean those are the only things that like stuck out to me that I was kind of like what um i also find it interesting that they were like not that this is a bad thing but they had made that redwood place and then like somebody sold them out and i was like oh jay-z do you know anything about this <laughs> do you know anything about doing stuff like that are you familiar with any of that? No? Nothing? Nothing? No place called Barclays? <laughs> I built that giant ass fucking stadium in the middle of Brooklyn. Girl. <laughs> You're not familiar hmm. with any of that? But other than that, <laughs> I know he didn't write the thing. He just gave people the money. So, um, but yeah, I thought this was fun. I agree with you what you were saying about the things that you liked. And I just had like a couple of things I was like, hey, that stuck out to me. Of something I didn't like. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't really know how else we can like expound upon this. I think that this was a fun watch. Um, especially seeing all these people together um, and seeing like... Because I feel like Regina, 
probably Regina and Delroy have been working longer than all of these people <laughs> have been working. Regina King has been working since she was a child. child. <laughs> she was a small She's child. She's a child actress. Yeah. And I think, like, I mean, you have someone like Jonathan Majors who just started working, like, in 2017. And then I feel like Idris She's been Elba's, working since all these key, like since most of the cast was born. Yeah, like I don't think like Jonathan Majors wasn't even alive. I don't think Lakeith was alive either. RJ Styler definitely was not alive. <laughs> um, I don't know when. Oh, Danielle Deadweiler was. She's a lot older than I thought she was. She's almost forty. What? Yeah, but she's only been working since like 2010. Hmm. So, yeah, like, it's kind of interesting to see, like, I, I, it feels weird to call Regina, like, the old generation, but she has been working a very long time. So to see, like, all these newcomers kind of coming up and holding their own, like, with her and with, like, Delroy Lindo, um, because, like, I don't know, sometimes, you know, you put like an older actress and a younger actor or older actor and a younger actor together and if someone's clearly getting blown out of the water mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're just like oh no baby you're not ready <laughs> you should wait <laughs> come back when you're ready but i thought this was really cool so i enjoyed it um more westerns in the future please yeah, I, I want more. Like, it is, if this is a good film, like, obviously, I watched it more than once. Yeah. So, I recommend it. I, I want everybody to watch it if you're listening to this. Yeah, I want, I told my mom she should watch it. I don't know if she has. Um, my grandma likes westerns, too. So I wonder, but my mom was oh, like, I gotta. It might pre- be too much cussing. Yeah, my mom was like, I gotta, I gotta pre-watch this before she watches <laughs> I don't want her to get like offended and just like get up and leave because also my grandma will do that. They'll <laughs> go watch TV in her room. Um, so uh, yeah, I I'm trying to think. There was something else I wanted to say and I can't remember. So maybe it wasn't important. Hi, editing Ashley back again with another note. Uh, so I kept mentioning how we're gonna come back to Redwood and kind of some questions I had about that, and of course I forgot because. Just a mess, but, um, you know, we're going to do better. But my main question about Redwood was, since it's supposed to be a free black city um, that doesn't rely on any sort of outside influence, outside resources, as like Regina King said in a clip that Netflix actually just put up today, um, you know, it's kind of interesting how the... um, the sheriff is like the bad guy in the situation almost and they're kind of like postured as almost like I don't like I I kind of struggle with figuring out how the townspeople felt about the gang because they don't really I mean they go up against them and of course someone is shot and they all fall in line but it does seem kind of almost like if there's like two sides to this because on the one hand like when a a gang would come and take over your town in the, in the old west it would be something to be very concerned about um but this one is kind of a little bit different because the gang is trying to um help save this town after the sheriff has like sold them out so i guess the sheriff is a villainous character but then at the same time they're kind of terrorizing the 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 townspeople and 
you know, they obviously can't raise the money to save this town, but, you know, Regina's King's character, you know, Trudy says, you know, if you don't fall in line, then there's going to be problems. <laughs> so for me, I was just kind of wondering, like, what the dynamic of the town was supposed to be in that sense. And, like, are we supposed to root for them for trying to, like, save this town in the only way they know how, which is, like, outlaw shit? Or, or are we supposed to be a little bit more... Um, I mean, obviously, we're supposed to hate the gang just because of, like, the whole story with Nat Love and his gang. But, yeah, I had some questions, but unfortunately, we didn't get to them. So, um, of course, I'm going to rewatch this movie probably this weekend, so I'll have a clearer picture. But, yeah, let us know what you thought if you kind of had the same reaction or a different reaction. Um, we did not spoil this movie as much as Brady didn't want me to. So, you'll have to watch it. And let us know what you think. Um, I think the perfect um, companion, we usually don't like recommend movies, but I do think Posse is probably the best one mm-hmm. to watch with this. Everybody and their mother is in Posse. <laughs> you would not believe how many people are in that damn movie. <laughs> you got um, Melvin Van Peebles, Mario. Sally Richardson, I think? Uh, yes. Um, you have Big Daddy Kane. Do not remember him. <laughs> you have Tiny Lister. Is it Ethan Hawke? Uh, Ethan Hawke is not in this movie. Stephen Baldwin is. <laughs> okay, that's the white man. <laughs> uh, yes, that's the white man. Billy Zane, who is the... the is he white? White man? <laughs> he, he's Greek. Yeah, uh, you have Tone Lock, you have Blair Underwood, Isaac Hayes. When Isaac Hayes showed up, I was like, okay, we just called everybody, goddammit. And uh, <laughs> you have Pam Greer. Um, who else is in this movie? There's some other people that just pop up, and I was just like, goddamn, everybody. <laughs> who was not? Like, everybody was called for it. You put out the, the, you put out the feelings, you... Called everybody up. Woody Strode is in this movie. Well, you only get like you get a certain amount of time to work with like a legendary director. So yeah, or his son. So. Yeah, because this is Mario's movie. Like Melvin's in this movie, but it's really but he's gonna be there. So yeah, of course. Like but you know, Mario don't go nowhere without Melvin. R.I.P. But yeah. Mario wouldn't go nowhere without it. <laughs> so i think that's like the perfect one if you haven't watched it i'm not really sure who is showing this um film um it was it was on criterion but it's no longer available there so you might just have to rent it which obviously we're bringing it up it's worth doing yeah i think i don't know what pluto tv is but apparently, if that's oh, something yeah, that's yeah. just, if that's something you're into, you can watch it there. But you can also just rent it. I mean, give you know, give them your money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and this movie, of course, like we said, is on Netflix, so you can watch it there. You should. Everybody else and their mama is so like. I mean, like, mm-hmm. get with the program, get with the winning team, um, and hopefully more people will make westerns in the future. Like with black people, 
I mean, the other ones are fine, but like, <laughs> the draw is the black people, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't want any more like Texas Rangers with like Ashton Kutcher or whatever the fuck. So. Oh, what was that movie that, um, what was that one that, um, that, oh God, what's his name from Family Guy? Seth MacFarlane. Didn't he do some oh. weird ass thing? That seemed like yeah. right up your alley. Did you watch that? I know you did. No. You didn't I did watch not. Yeah, you didn't. I didn't even watch um No. Adam Sandler. Ooh. Wait, I what was the one he that. did? He had like the It was it once upon a time kind of the, something six or whatever the fuck. Oh yeah, it was like a magnificent seven parody, wasn't it? Yeah, I also didn't watch the Magnificent Seven. Boo. That was a good movie. The new one, that was a good one. Wasn't Chris Pratt in it? Hmm. Hold on. He might have been, but he's, like, not even really. Like, I don't even remember him being in it, so, like, that tells you enough. Oh, so it's, like, Denzel Washington, Chris Pratt, Ethan Hogg, Vincent D'Onofrio, someone I don't know. Um, Oh, Lee Bunyan, Martin Sinsmeyer, or Sinsmeyer, who was fine shit. Um, he plays Red Harvest, and he is so fine. Um, there's some other people in here that I don't, like, remember being in this movie, but this movie also came out five years ago, and I've seen it exactly one time, so I don't, can't really tell you what exactly happens in this movie, but um, no, I like this movie a lot, so... Um, I guess if you don't want to watch Chris Pratt, that's like whatever. But um, I literally do not remember him being in this movie. <laughs> so this is news to me. I remember Ethan Hawke. I remember Martin Sinsmeyer. And I remember Vincent D'Onofrio. And that's literally it. Oh, Matt Bomber? A boomer? I don't <laughs> remember him being in it either. He's not, one of the, he's not one of the regular seven. So I don't know what his role was. <laughs> like... I don't know if you oh, last that long. This fucking movie. You could honestly, these are the kind of movies where somebody pops up and they get shot like two seconds later. So keep that in mind. <laughs> it's, it's one of those, I think. Because I don't remember anybody being in there. Mm. I but, might watch this. I might watch the original because it got Yule Brenner in it. Yeah, the original does have Yule Brenner, who I think was the other. Maybe he, other Western he popped King? his face off. He the original Westworld. He is the original Westworld where he said it's on site for you bitches. Um, why was Jason Momoa in this? I don't remember <laughs> none of this shit. I don't remember any of these people being in here. <laughs> so take it, take that how you will. Um, but what was the other movie I was gonna say? Gang of Roses. <laughs> okay, yeah, watch Gang of Roses. If we ever do Gang of Roses, I don't know what. I don't know. It's Gang of Roses and whatever that Western is with um, Selma Hayek. Which Western was Selma Hayek? It's a Selma Hayek and um, Penelope Cruz. I don't know. I'm kind of off of Selma after like oh, yeah. she, a thing she said a while ago. So I'm not really. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, somebody thought that they were related. They're not even from the same country. <laughs> banditas. Oh, banditas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know where this movie seems like it just fell off the face of the earth. 
I think you gotta rent. I think you gotta buy this movie. No, you can stream it. I guess it's a secret movie. The yeah, movie it's one of those movies. Exist. Yeah, it's one of those movies. Like actually, like Neo Ned. Like actually, we don't ever want anybody to see <laughs> We're gonna try very hard for anybody to never see this again. Gang of Roses is on Tubi and it is also on IMDb TV, which is on Amazon with ads. So both of them have ads. Stacey Dash was in this movie. This is when she still thought she was black. Mm-hmm. What, did she ever get With all these people, you think she'd be around all these damn people? All these. <laughs> she was also in that show with Lisa Ray. Is Lisa Ray not think she's black? Lisa Ray thinks she's black, but Stacey Dash was in that show with Lisa Ray. Oh, yeah, she smacked the shit out of her. <laughs> <laughs> what was that show? It was on VH1. Not, yeah, it was on yes. VH1. Yes. Did you know Tony Todd was in the Western? Tony Todd. Can they let Candyman be in the Western? It's, in, it's called West of Hell. A gunslinger, oh. a vengeful ex-slave, and a runaway board. Wait, and a runaway board a midnight train to Atlanta. They discover the train is haunted by a sim- girl. This shit is a horror movie. <laughs> uh, oh hell no! <laughs> they discover that the train is haunted by a sinister force and no. must fight to survive the night. The scariest people ever is in this. They Isn't let Michael Tony Todd and Lance Hendrickson be enough? Oh uh, no, no. Isn't That's Michael Eckland? No, I'm thinking of somebody. I'm thinking the dude from from what's the one? You know the one, the guy in your dreams. What's the one? October's um, over. I don't have to remember any of this stuff. <laughs> Robert England? Yes, Robert England. Yes. I yeah. You know what I was talking about. I don't And I'm just waving my fingers around. <laughs> you, you know the one. You know the one. You know the one. He kills people in their dreams. I don't I don't know anything else. Um yeah, so he's in <laughs> You should watch it and report back. It's free. Um I that I might. Gang of Roses has Monica Calhoun. <gasps> Did you know? And Lisa Ray, back at it again. <laughs> and Bobby Brown. Oh, man. As Left Eye Watkins. Macy See, Gray. This cast is great. This is, this could be, this could be something. What that something could be, I don't know. But somebody needs to watch this and tell us. <laughs> Brittany needs to watch this and tell us about it. Um, there's also a sequel, Gang of Roses 2, The Next <laughs> Generation. <laughs> Tiana Taylor is in this movie. Oh, okay, and so is Amber Rose. Oh, okay, and Roxy Diaz. Who <laughs> I think she was on, like, I don't know. I is that she... from 106 and Park? Um, no, <laughs> wait, wait. I don't know. Some of these names, they kind of blur into each other. No, she was on 106 and Park. This is when I stopped watching it. Because mm. um, we are loyal to AJ and Free. <laughs> Over here. I don't know what happened, but I was not about to sit there and watch this shit after, after they got... I think I watched like two episodes, and I was like, actually, never mind. Hmm. I don't need to. So yeah, the the Western genre is full of drama, intrigue, um, chaos, um, people being shot in the back, in the front. <laughs> um, I was gonna say the one Western I did like recently, even though I don't like who's in the movie, 
was the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. That is the entire title. It is very long. <laughs> it's a long title. It's a long movie. Um, unfortunately, it has an Affleck in it, and it's not the very famous one, um, and I hate the sound of his voice, but it is a very beautifully shot movie. Um, I think that's probably the last, like, it's not Brad Pitt's last good movie, but it's like the last time Brad Pitt look, kind of looked like how he did in the 90s. <laughs> it's from like 2007, I think. Um, Why you do Oh, you know how Brad Pitt kind of looked in the nineties. He was giving kind of a little bit of a seven look in this movie. Mm. Remember those I've days? I've never watched the whole thing. You never seen all of Seven? No, I've I've watched. Me and Buttercup watch Seven all the time. I'm talking about um, the assassination of. It's a long man by the other dude. It's a long I've movie. Some of it. I was watching it and I was like, God, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> As if everything that can happen happen. <laughs> it's also got this weird like Shawshank type of narration over it. I don't I don't know why. Um I hate that part. But um yeah, it's a really like beautifully shot movie. I don't know what everybody was thinking, not giving Roger Deakins his Oscar for that. I think retroactively they just gotta give him all the Oscars that he should have gotten from like nineteen sixty something to until like very recently. But yeah, that was a pretty nice one. It's also very like, oh, like sometimes like you wonder like what people used to do back in America, like in the oldies America, because people like, you know how people will talk about America like this generation is so fucked up and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, they literally paraded this dead man's body around for like months so people could get a look at him. <laughs> and people came to see his dead body. I was like, ah. <laughs> That's not weird to y'all. That's not weird. That's, that's, not weird. A, that's a Sunday afternoon activity for the entire family. Girl. Especially how we talked about how lynching was like a thing. Like people used to put lynchings oh, on, yeah. on postcards and shit. And just like, what's 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 going on with the American consciousness? It's not a it's not a recent thing. This is like a tale as old as time. What's going on with y'all? <laughs> what's what's happening? But um, yeah, so we got Posse, we got Assassination of Jesse James, we got um, Gang of Roses, <laughs> we got Magnificent Seven, we got this movie, um, yeah, we got Black Rodeo, mm-hmm. Black Rodeo is great, so that's a, that's a whole list of movies y'all could watch um, if you're into the Western thing, um, so yeah. <laughs> Okay, last <laughs> interruption, I swear. So um, we, of course, you know, we gave a lot of, um, we gave a lot of examples of some of our favorite Westerns, um, but I don't know how I missed this one <laughs> yet again, but uh, No Country for Old Men is also a great, like sort of like a neo-Western. It's not set back in the day um, as far as like the 1800s, but it's a really great Western. Um, it's set kind of in the 1980s so it's not as you know as far back as all these other movies are but um it also really solidified my fear of Javier Bardem because he goes around (laughs) assassinating people and with a very interesting haircut um it can be a little slow at times but like the violence level is turned up to like 11 so if you're into that as well (laughs) that might be another movie that you want to try 
That's what we recommend that you all watch. If you're um, listening to this rough cut, this very rough cut of our initial reactions to um, The Harder They Fall, um, we hope that y'all enjoy this. Um, If you want more from us, you can check us out um, on Twitter. We're BLK Girl Film Club. You can also follow us on Instagram at Black Girl Film Club. You could listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast at Black Girl Film Club. If you have like any questions or whatnot, if you want to cuss us out, which you bet not. Please don't. I don't take it lightly. You bet not. <laughs> you bet not. I won't take it lightly. Um, you can email us at blackgirlfilmclub at gmail.com or you can visit us at blackgirlfilmclub.com. Yeah. Yeah, all that's right it. yeah so, we got everything settled all right um if there's no other i guess announcements then we're gonna hit the road we're gonna hit the the trails all righty bye guys bye <laughs>